into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin, here with my co-host, Mr. Eric Will. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic, Justin. How about yourself there, sir? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. we got a wonderful guest today, and we are just on the cusp of issue five for The Last Ronin. And with us today, we have a very talented artist who has worked on um, a lot of books from Dynamite Comics, including Red Sonia, Cato and the Green Hornet, Blood Ties, Robocop, which I, I saw some of that, and that looked awesome, and um, also has worked on the uh, backgrounds for the Ultimatum book with artist David Finch, our our guest today is Johnny Desjardins. Yep, perfect. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> he was worried about the pronunciation, is what is what I, was. I am, and now I don't have to say it again. So until <laughs> <laughs> the outro, that's about yeah, it, right? yeah, exactly. When when we say that, so um, uh, Johnny, thanks for joining us. It's yeah, um, for having me. Wonderful to have you. Uh, I have to say the the last Ronin covers the first one that really clicked with me was issue one that you did and um, it's just like oh my god and I, I had to have it it was so you actually have one I do I do okay. have one I, I do. don't I don't have any oh you don't have any of no, them huh it's funny enough like I got somewhat prepared for the interview so this is like cover two I know we're getting a little bit ahead of our oh time. yeah cover two absolutely two, three and four in front of me and the first turtle cover I ever did. Uh, beautiful what now what issue was that this is 100 it, okay that's what i thought it man uh, that's so cool one beautiful. stop comic shop and uh black flag comic and the back is blank which i love because then i can do like sharpie sketches on it uh, that's fantastic and, but yeah, yeah do, was, do you sell those at cons like the 100 I, I like i don't stock any books myself personally um so i don't really bring books but i i try to the you know, like I'll be at MegaCon in a couple of weeks now, right? Well, May 19th, I think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be at the One Stop Comic Shop booth. So there'll be books there. And uh, also Hank from Bulletproof Comics, he's going to be there too. So uh, I think he'll bring whatever he has. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Then maybe you'll get to see some more of that uh, beautiful issue one. I was um, well, he absolutely... sold out of issue one. Like oh, that, yeah. that sold out really quickly, which I was very proud of it. The, the amount of detail that you put in this, I mean, like you, you can count the individual bricks mm -hmm. in this and like links of chain and things like that. So it's like, like yeah. just to the nerdy delights going through, I'm like, I bet you I could tell the thread count on his outfit, you know, <laughs> by just going through. It's so detailed. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, like, uh, I, well, maybe not funny enough, but just I spent about, you know, four weeks on these covers. So it's, it's oh, a oh. very, very long amount of time I put into them. Um so yeah, I, I like to like detail a detail, you know what I mean? And at a certain point, it all just becomes mush to me because I'm sick and tired of looking at it. But <laughs> cover five was the longest one to date. That was almost a solid like, like just month straight. So it took a lot out of me. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, it's it's interesting too. Um, I had to ask where you get some of your um, your ideas for this because you have some very like ninja specific items on there and um like like sometimes they have like throwing stars in their mouths or they have like those iron claws for climbing and you got some cool yeah. stuff on there well Are you know and again that was hank's idea uh for the star in the mouth and i think that was an amazing idea like right when he said it i was like perfect and also oh well here's the cover here hold up so we could reference it and right when i thought about it too uh because i send in a, a black and white comp before i go to color uh as far as like the concept art mm -hmm. that's how it goes you know i'll say okay this is the idea i got 
before they'll say yes or no. And I moved to color. It saves time. So anyways, when he said the ninja star, I thought right away, okay, I'm going to use some crazy uh, lighting. So it'll be great. Yeah. The bottom light. So you get the green and the bottom coming up. Uh, and then, yeah, I I'll research everything. You know, I'll just uh, research ninja weapons. Uh, you know, his costume is his costume, but different sorts of pouches. Um, and then I'll have like 50 different things and I'll just keep picking from each one as I go. That's re- that's really neat. I, I love the idea about the lighting too, because it does look like there's different times like, oh, he's out here in sunrise or he's out here in yeah. sundown. And and you kind of pick up on that in the different covers where you're like, oh, you know, this one looks pretty interesting. And and you did um, in, in the second cover, you did have the, the kind of the ghosts on there, right? That was in the mm-hmm. second or the third? Se- the first and second. Yeah. Oh, the first, the first two has it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, that was like, uh, it was their request that, because uh, I wanted to have all the Ninja Turtles on the cover. Again, I'm a, I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan. Maybe I should preface with this, like growing up as a kid, I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles. Nice. Like the backpacks, the toys, like you guys, everything. You know, I'd watch the animated series. I wanted to meet the Ninja Turtles. I thought every sewer <laughs> had Ninja Turtles in it. You know what I mean? Like, I was <laughs> okay, go on. Let's go. So, <laughs> you sound um, like us. <laughs> Yeah, like, again, so being able to actually draw these characters now is like, you know, one of those dream come trues. So I try to think about all the, the inspiration of, of, again, the cartoons and stuff like that. And even like the first movie, you know, the, the ending scenes and stuff. That, that's what goes on through my head. Um, the latest two, I'm not really a fan of. Well, I mean. Oh, the rise. Ways, yeah. Uh, like the newer live action film, the Michael Bay. Movie. Oh, Michael Bay. Okay. But yeah, because like there's Michael a new Bay. cartoon. Too. I do like Michael Bay. I'll put that out there. I know he gets a lot of flack, but I love Bad Boys. I love the movie Pain and Gain. I do love his movies. Dude, I, I love Bad Boys. I, I would Bad I would stand awesome. up and fight for Bad Boys. That last yeah. one that they did was excellent. You I know, just see the last. One. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, it's totally good. It, it's and Martin Lawrence is hilarious. So. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Bad Boys, too, is like one of my all time favorite movies. Um, but yeah, you know what like, makes bad boys better is watching Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is great. My brother-in-law loves that movie. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. always loved it. I don't, I don't really get it that much, but yeah, bad boys for life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I will say this about about the the last or the newer turtle movies. I think the design of the turtles and how unique it is to each one of their personalities mm-hmm. was a great idea. I like uh, like Donatello, you know, he's a tech guy. That's who I always associated myself with because I like to work on cars. I like to build things and fabricate. So I always like identified with Donatello. Uh, Even as a kid, he was, you know, my favorite turtle. And yeah, I love the way he looked and, you know, Michelangelo, he looked really cool. Um, So we'll say I like that about the last couple. So that's interesting. So on the that's usually one of the major criticisms that I hear about the Bay is that people don't like how they look. I, I kind of well, agree with you because I think that they have mm-hmm. to have some sort of aesthetic where it's like, this is different, you yeah. know, and, and they would be wearing scavenged items as clothing. And, yeah. And like duct taped up and stuff, but I will yeah. say that they were kind of big. I, I don't think they, they were huge in that big yeah. and yeah. Uh, like and bulletproof <laughs> the beak, the beak looked off. You know what I mean? Like it, there was something odd about it, you know? I think that they did a good job on the voices, like the voice actors that yeah. they got for it. And and um, I always go back to this one scene in the first movie where they're in the elevator and they're just making these doom, yeah. doom, doom, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm like, if there's any scene in any Turtles movie that perfectly captures them as teenagers, it's right there. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that is just it was it was perfect. Yep. 
Ellen. They had yeah, like they had great personalities and everything like that. I think it all meshed well, but it's just not for me, you know. Yeah. Um, well, you, you also hit miss. Yeah. You, you also get to play with Jenica on on your cover there, you know, because you yeah. had uh, Jenica on there, which is is super yeah, that cool. One there, yeah, and that was the first time I was really introduced to her. I like the claws and everything like that, and the the arm wraps around her. Um, she she's great, man. It's it's one of those things where it's hard to think, you know, where it's like, oh, what would a fifth Ninja Turtle personality be? But they totally pull it off. Yeah, but and- they did have that in that live action <laughs> show. Wasn't her name Venus? Correct. Mm-hmm. And Venus, Venus is actually yeah. out as of uh, oh. issue one twenty eight last uh, yeah. last month, yeah. I believe, or last week. Okay, so yeah, I remember like racing home from school to catch that on TV because it was on at like three, and school was out, so I'd get in like halfway between it. I know um, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I, I used to do the same, and I, and I think I think for me it was uh, I was catching the the end of like. Uh, they're Darkwing Duck or something, but um, then Turtles would be on a little bit later. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I love Darkwing Duck too. It's really cool. I know. It's great, right? Do you, yeah. do you watch the new DuckTales at all? That's the question. No, Did you get to watch that? No, I'm really out of the loop with anything going on. Uh, uh, well, it's over. So it's, oh, okay. it's, yeah. The good news is there's 69 episodes. So if you want to get caught up, you can catch it on your leisure at uh, Disney Plus, has the whole series. Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. it's really fun. There's there's some cool stuff. There's uh, gargoyles references in it, so okay, yeah. it, it's got a lot of fun stuff. Too. Yeah, gargoyles oh, yeah, is awesome too. That that would be a great crossover if they ever did that with the turtles. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And they were on TV at the same time. They could have done it. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah, they could have. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is Metal Gear calling you? It's like <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Yeah, no, no, I should say it's my notification <laughs> on the phone. I, I was a big fan of Metal Gear back in the I, I imagine, yeah. That's that's the, the Metal Gear radio, right? From the NES yep, game? Yep. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yep. I used to have the, uh, remember the movie Crank? Yeah, yeah, yep. The Crank yeah, ringtone, yep. that was my ringtone mm-hmm. for years until I just got too lazy. I forget. I don't know how to work the phone, like to change the ringtone, to be honest with you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You download it, and I don't know what you do. So y- You would build the phone, but you couldn't work it, right? That's yeah, what you're saying. You're not yeah. the software guy. You're the hardware guy. Exactly. I uh, <laughs> I do not like computers at all. That's why I use oil paint. Okay. Like yeah, that's that's what I was going to ask ever. you. Yeah. So, yeah. Oil oil is it, it can be unforgiving. So it's it's one of those things uh, where it's like, you know, you got to be really committed to it. Well, watercolor is very unforgiving. Like I started using watercolor. Uh, well, backing it all up, you know, I started doing pencils. Uh, like I've done interiors and covers, penciled, and then you know, as inking them, it was like a natural progression. And then uh, I did the marker thing. I always wanted to paint, but it's very difficult, very frustrating. Uh, moved into watercolor and from watercolor to acrylic and then acrylic to oils. I always wanted to get the oils, but it, I was just scared. There's so many mediums. Like right now I'm working on an oil paint. That's why I got my, my stuff out. There's a painting over there that I'm in like the middle of. Um, and yeah, it was just you got to know what, what, how to prep the surface, how to clean the brushes. I didn't know any of that stuff, you know, so learn the basics with the acrylics and then applied it to oils. Because once you, once you understand like, you know, light shadow color, you just apply it to anything. It's all the same rule. Perspective, all that. Yeah. yeah it's all the same. It's just how to use it. Um, well, I imagine so, you could make a wonderful cover with, you know, like a, a napkin and a crayon, there you, you know, go, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, but it is like ketchup and mustard. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you give it a brush and ketchup and mustard, okay. You water it down, you use it like uh thin watercolor 
within acrylic and then you build up the saturation in it, you can do it. I thought about doing it just for the hell of it, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay. So that would be think, hilarious. Uh, yeah. I want to see pictures of that. Uh, I, I know it could definitely happen a hundred percent. Um, what, what would be the ideal for that? I got, I, I got a good one. Be a random thing when I'm out really, you know, but, or wait, if you got an idea, what do you, what, think? what's your idea? Well, I was just, I was just going to say a ketchup bottle fighting a mustard bottle. Oh, that, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say, mean, you like, could go, you can, you can go there. I mean, I was going to say daredevil, you know? What yeah, I mean? of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause you could do the yellow suit or the red suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Half, you know, I, you I would love to see a daredevil cover. You know? I, I saw on your website you have Wolverine on there. Is is Wolverine one of your favorite characters as well? Or yeah, anything mean and angry and that's got an edge to it, I like. Now my website is very out of date. Um, I'll say that right up front. I haven't updated it in maybe I don't know five years at this point. <laughs> uh, like my uh, Instagram and or Facebook because they're connected would be mm-hmm. the latest latest uh, iterations of what I've been doing. Yeah, and I, I noticed it must be out of date because it didn't have the Turtles covers on it and all that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it's like, so um, you've already had some success working with Dynamite. Are you still with, with them? Are you still, like, exclusive with Dynamite? Or No, no, no. Like, uh, when I first got my cert, so I, I did work exclusively with them for a few years, um, and then I just went freelance. But, I mean, like, the cover I just did with uh, Comic Tom that I posted – uh deja well john carter deja thor's character uh that was a dynamite cover and uh there's some other stuff that i can't announce yet that's already done that is waiting to come out oh cool uh, i was so. actually going to mention that because i i know that dynamite does the john carter and deja taurus mm-hmm. of mars i read the thuvia of mars like i, I was a big fan of, of that series and mm-hmm. i thought they were pretty darn faithful to it and the art on the inside was really good i'm like wow this really like when you're reading this old edgar rice burroughs novel which no i don't have that right next to me but you know it's it's mm-hmm. all theater of the mind you know did, did you ever see that disney movie that came out a couple of years ago which one the john carter of mars uh, no, I didn't see it. I like the the actor who played it. That guy yeah, was, he's, he was decent. Gambit, right? In the, he did, uh, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that was uh, no, interesting. I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. It's funny because he, he's gotten to be such a better actor from when he started out in like, um, oh, what was it, uh, Friday Night Lights. And, and then he gets to John Carter. And then finally he gets to, to be on uh, True Detective Season 2 and all that. And you're like, that's the same guy? You're so like, no true, way. True Detective season one is one of my all time favorite shows ever. Oh, my I mean, that goodness, is isn't it amazing? Perfect show. Uh, now, I put that on repeat because, again, it's only 10 episodes, I believe it is, right? Uh, so when I'm painting my covers, you know, uh, the show will be done before the cover is done. And then I just restart it and it's on like a, a loop. I just zone out and I just keep painting and I just stay in that world. Man, I I just remember the range of emotions that I went through. And then when you get to the ending and you have to go through like that maze and stuff that they're in. And I'm like, oh, man, it's such an emotional journey. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's cool. McConaughey and uh, Harrelson. Harrelson. uh, They got great chemistry. I love both of them as actors. Um, And yeah, I, I just I recommend that to everybody who hasn't seen it. Anybody who has seen it is like instantly, oh man, amazing show. Yeah, without it, without a doubt, it's. Yeah. It, I I like it better than Breaking Bad, and I know a lot of people disagree yeah, with I me. I love but, Breaking Bad. Yeah. It was another one of my top shows. Those are the kind of shows that, you know, if you're asking what my favorite is, that's the type of thing. I love that genre. Sopranos was amazing too. 
Um, I have very high expectations for shows. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that checks off all the boxes. And I like that really gritty type of stuff. You know, like I feel like my art is very gritty and you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's interesting too. So, uh, and that, that kind of uh, principle lends very well to something like ultimatum or something like, um, or something like the Ronin. And did, mm-hmm. have you read the story and all that too, going through? I actually haven't. No, I've read it's super gritty, it. man. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh, funny man. enough. Like, uh, you know, I just, I haven't had too much time and until like the fifth one comes out, then I can just like absorb it all at once mm-hmm. because you know, it's, there's a gap in between each issue right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a little one. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was supposed to be all done. What was it back in 2021? Yeah. It's they, they pushed it off this last time. And, and I mean, it's like, they're really trying to put as many polishes on this thing as possible. Cause it's, it's 48 pages, which is your, your double size format. It's, it, yeah. and I mean, the, it's a bigger book too. It's magazine yeah, size. It's magazine size yeah. So it's like, you're, you're not reading your classic 22 page story with like yeah. advertisements and whatever you have in it. So you're, you're getting like double and a half of, of what you get out of a normal book. So yeah. I, I can, I can get it. And um, I'm glad that they didn't mess this up. Like they did with uh, um, that book that came out a couple years ago, um, the the watchman one was it uh oh doomsday clock doomsday clock yes because that was just like when you read it you're like yeah it's good but i'm pissed off that i had to wait six six months you know so gary frank could finish and gary frank's art is spot on oh yeah it's beautiful it is but it's just like oh really you know why didn't they just wait and put this out like they did with with hush from you know Loeb and and jim lee so you want to keep that momentum rolling right exactly once you get the everybody hot on it and stuff like that but i know it's difficult and i I see from this end of the whole production of things and you know however they want to do it like you know in their definition of perfect and take more time i respect that you know so and and we we can wait as fans and all that i mean we've got the frenzy building and it gives us more time to be able to find the covers which has been a lot of fun and and, a lot of covers out there oh yeah there's 50 57 now I, I have no idea how many there is, but there's 50, there's 57 for uh, issue five. There's like almost 80 for issue one. Wow. I actually know somebody that has every single cover. I, I have a feeling it we'll be, be me, interviewing right? him later yeah. this week too. <laughs> That's who I think so, it is. So does the issue five come out next week? Uh, it's going to come yeah. out on the 27th. Yes. So in hand, it will be on uh, next Wednesday, next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. When yep. this is aired, technically, yep. right? Okay. Yeah, that, and, yep, yeah, exactly. Right so, on. I can't wait. We'll, we'll be out before that. We want to generate that buzz so people can get in there at that last minute and order your issue five cover if they need to. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's great. Yeah, check out Joel's Zar Collectibles and, of course, Bulletproof Comics. I don't know what the stock content is right now. Like, I, I don't know how many is left. So if there is some available, I highly recommend, you know. Joel's Zar is great. We we had him on the yeah. show. Um, he admitted to us that his favorite pizza is actually um, a peanut butter flavored. Uh, so it's it's like peanut butter mixed with the tomato sauce. And then they have like veggies on top, like a Thai he, sort of he thing. He said that was his favorite pizza? He did. He said that was his he, favorite pizza. With peanut butter on it. it. Yeah, peanut butter. Well, very least peanut butter in it. So I think it's like a Thai infusion or something like that of pizza. So Call me old fashioned. But yeah. I just like, you know. 
the basics on is like a normal pizza. Flies, like, stink no bugs. Peanut butter, no, yeah, yeah oh, okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah, flies. Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Penicillin, yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything. I don't want like chocolate or nothing outside of the realm of what should be on a pizza. That's, that's very different, though. If that's what Joel's are like, then that's what he likes on it. I guess. So if you were to draw a pizza, though, would you put something weird on it or would you just leave it like how you like it? Well, it depends on what the context is. Like, I would definitely like to put like bugs on it and stuff like that, like maggots. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Maggots that's can be juicy if you think about it. Remember the movie Spawn with John Leguizamo? Eric, Eric is not having any of it. I do remember Spawn. Absolutely. So, no, no, I got no, a question no. for you. Yeah. Will you put pineapple on your pizza? Yeah, I like pineapple, though. I don't know what the big thing was. Okay. This meeting's over with. I, you can talk to Justin. <laughs> just you don't like pineapple, though, right? I, no, I love I, I love it. <laughs> my son loves pineapple, but I, I just... My wife likes pineapple, but she she's like, pineapple on pizza is a crime. Now, so you like pineapple I, by itself, though? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, delicious. Okay. But it's when you combine it with the pizza is the problem. Uh, here, I guess that's here, like peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I'm I'm a former chef, so I used to toss pe. I used to you know do pizzas in this mm. one restaurant because we did like you know brick oven. And one of the things they had this tahula burger, which was, um, you know, it was like chicken sausage, but we mm. made it into a burger. And then we put pineapple and barbecue sauce on it. And we also did it with their pizza mm. with some red onions. And I mean, you know, I mean, uh, th- that's your thing. That's your thing. But I just, me, Percy, I just, I can't. Yeah, I, I like it. I know it, it's very controversial whether you like it or not. But <laughs> it's like I, I just think I like pizza. Like I eat a lot of fruit and I, I love fruits. I don't like pastries at all and stuff like that. So it gives it a nice, uh, you know, kick to the pizza. Now, I haven't been to New York yet, and I, I, I should be going there hopefully very soon for uh, Bulletproof Comics. We're going to do a thing, and I, I can't wait to go and meet everybody there. And I definitely got to try New York pizza. I've had true Chicago pizza, and personally, I, it's not for me, the, the really deep, deep dish. Uh, I, I could tell you as someone that's out here, I'm a transplant from New England out here in Chicago area. And deep dish is like, it's okay for a once in a while thing, but really that's what the tourists come here about. And, yeah. and most, most people from Chicago are like, yeah, no, you, you need to get this instead. And okay. they, they have some now that's like really thin crust. I, I personally like the Detroit style myself, but yes, I like Detroit style is pretty damn good. Yeah. And Detroit is like, yeah, uh, that, right that, that's my favorite for me. Yeah, yeah. The, well, then you know decent pizza because the cheese goes all the way to the edge and it's like big and thick and it mm-hmm. reminds me of the stuff we used to get in like the cafeteria at uh, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. I like my I like elementary school stuff. didn't have a cafeteria, so I can't oh, no? relate with you. No, oh, okay. No. <laughs> I always like was hoping, well, you know, jealous that we didn't have that. High school, obviously, we had a cafeteria, but I had a Taco school. Bell in the high school. Yeah. You had a Taco Bell in your high school? We had, yeah, we had Taco in Bell. In high school? In high school, like in the cafeteria, they had like a separate line that you can go to. They had three items, hard wow. taco, soft taco, and uh, bean and cheese burrito. But it was actually so, like Taco Bell name. Taco right? Bell quality, too. It was spot on. Wow. Well, we had a school Taco head? Bell. Yeah. I went, I went to Southington, Connecticut. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> is it a private school? It was not. It is not. No. 
No, if you're I a sport, if you're there. a sports guy, um, let's see, we had uh, Rob Dibble, uh, the baseball player, and um, Carl Pavano, the baseball player, both came out of our school right down the street from ESPN. So, okay, I know nothing about sports. I know what ESPN yeah. is. Okay, well, you know I that. Know. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like those guys drive nice cars. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about sports, fortunately. I lived in the mountains. I was from, I'm from West Virginia. There was yeah. no such thing as no a such Taco thing? Bell in our, in our cafeteria. Yeah, you guys didn't even know what tacos were, right? <laughs> we try to say, man. Let, yeah. let alone, let alone pineapple <laughs> on your pizza, right? <laughs> well, right? We, we had a, we had a Taco Bell, but it was like across the street, and then it was like Taco Bell, Little Caesars, and like you know a couple other little spots. Pizza, pizza. Mm-hmm. We well, Pizza Pizza was down the street too. So, oh, you guys actually have one. The, the closest I've seen those are in Canada. Yeah, well, I'm in Canada. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, well, you said now. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I'm in Windsor, Ontario, which is oh, right okay. across from Detroit. Like, gotcha. If you anywhere you're in Windsor, pretty much you can look across and see Detroit. So, uh, oh, like, man. we would always. I'm actually going over to Michigan tomorrow. Uh, so. I'll be dipping in there for a bit. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's very close. It's like less than, I think it's probably about a quarter mile distance. My, my favorite thing wow. about Canada is uh, stopping at the Tim Hortons, wherever I find them, because you can get a coffee and a, uh, a donut with a chicken salad sandwich. And you can't do that anywhere that is not Tim Hortons. Really? <laughs> yeah, nobody does a donut I mean, and a sandwich. I it's great. I just get a coffee from Tim Hortons. And personally, like, again, I like coffee. I'm a huge coffee fan. Nice. The coffee doesn't taste like actual coffee. I mean, it's it's a weird, it's a unique taste. So, I mean, it's good because it, it really gets you wired, but I don't prefer the taste of it. I like our, our sponsors actually, <laughs> our um, our sponsors actually, coffee company called uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Maybe oh, you'll okay. run into them at a uh, at a con or something. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I drink a lot of coffee. McDonald's coffee. I think it's really good. I'm with I don't you. Know if it's the same with like how it is over there, like the blend wise, but I would take that over anything over here. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. That's that's really fun. So you, you mentioned before that you were big on Tether Turtles growing up. So yeah. Donnie's your favorite. You, you've already yeah. said. Um, what was your favorite thing that you had, or um, or that you remember from from being a kid and uh, and Ninja Turtles? Was it like you had the sheets, or you had like the oh. uh, you know like like what was your favorite thing? Oh, I had like everything. Yeah, I had the sheets, I had the decals, uh, I had the the turtle stuffed animal. Uh, like uh, I still have him. Uh, he's Donatello. He's missing an eye. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> you remember they're about two feet tall. They're, they're, they're like really well made. I mean, again, it lasted. Um, that thing was my pride and joy. I took him everywhere with me. Every time I went to a trip or, you know, went slept at my Nana's house or something, he came with me. Um, and yeah, I had the, like the coat, I had the shoes. I was decked out with all the turtle gear. Oh, Wow. So, so yeah, yeah, you you were all influenced. Was was that was that part of your influence on getting into art? Was uh, was turtles that, yeah, or, or do you have you like know, other so reasons? Turtles was a huge one because when I was a kid in grade school, I would do uh, my own comics, and at a certain point, uh, I was even selling them at a local corner store, uh, PJ's Variety, and um, yeah, I was you know all I ever wanted to do was be a comic book artist, and I was for sure heavily inspired by the turtles and i made my own knockoff you know characters of them and stuff like that or i would just be drawing them all the time and i didn't understand that you couldn't just 
take someone's characters and make your own book. You know, I was kind of doing it anyways. And um, yeah, I was immersed in the world of it. That's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, we we all wish that, right? That we could just make our own fan fiction and things like that, yeah. and just make them do what we want. Especially when when there was like a good period of time where they weren't really doing the comics. So like Mirage comics were kind of there, and then they ended, and the Archie comics were there, and it ended, and mm-hmm. there was this long gap where it's like, well, what's going on? You yeah. know, and you know, we we've yet to really touch on that in the show. We, there's there's a couple different things like that image comics run. Um, for urban legends we'll get into eventually eric mm-hmm. right and then there was like the tales of the tmnt and um mm-hmm. you know that that's the kind of stuff where it's like i could see why making your own adventures at that point would absolutely be palatable especially yeah. if you got the talent to back it up so, well i mean that's questionable you know at that point in time and stuff like <laughs> that and, and again like I, I never consider myself a talented person at all 100 percent not uh what i am is an extremely hardworking, determined person because nothing in my art career has ever came easy. It's been a struggle the entire time. Um, again, it took me years to be able to get where I am painting. There's been a ton of studies that I continue to do to this day. And, um, you know, it, uh, the art is not where I want it to be right now. And, you know, it's got a lot of room to go. So. Do, you, uh, do you ever get any tips or pointers from Alex Ross from painting? <laughs> you know, it's funny enough. So when I worked on... Um, uh, silver star the series he was tied to it so things would get like sent to him and a couple times there was uh some notes and stuff like that so it was kind of cool to be that close to alex uh again he's an icon love his work um but no i haven't had the chance to actually have a sit down with him yet (laughs) isn't it crazy like the level of separation you know because it's like as close as you are to the industry, there's still a huge gap between where you can get to someone like that. Yeah. But that gap is like a, that's like a mile long gap. And it's funny because sometimes I reflect, I think like, you know, how far I've come and stuff. And then it's like how far to go. And you're right. Like that next big step, it's, it's a very long, big step to get into a, you know, that sort of circle. I tell you though, dynamite does some good stuff. You know, it's, it's, The stuff that they take and the licenses that they have, like like they have a book that was Ash versus uh, Freddy versus Jason, you mm-hmm. know, or uh, was it? Uh, I think they were doing the were they doing the Vampironica? Because I know they had I know they have Vampirella, but I wasn't sure if they were doing the Archie one where they had like Jughead oh. the Hun the Hunger and uh, I- I'm not sure. Oh man, they they had some neat stuff at some point, and and I know you've worked on Jennifer Blood and in RoboCop Man. Oh, that well, art was in, so well, cool. The RoboCop cover that I did, that was uh, my second Dark Horse, cover. right? No, 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 that was for Dynamite. It was, that was, okay. That was the second cover I ever did. The first one was for the uh, Red Sonja series that I, I was working on at the time. And uh, I, I had never done a published cover. And then he's like, oh, Nick Brucci asked, are you interested in doing a uh, RoboCop cover? And I was like, oh, for sure. And I was so nervous because, again, everything was so new at that time. And I didn't know, you know how to make a nice looking concept. And uh, I spent five days on that cover, which back then I thought was a long time, which is nothing compared to now. Like five days is like just warming up to a painting. (laughs) And uh, I'm very proud of that cover to to this day. All the Robocop ones I did, I did uh, four of them. Did you keep them? Did you keep the original art? No, I think I only have uh, one left of them. Yeah. 
I, I don't keep any of the originals, so it's good enough. You can make your own again if you want, right? That too, yes. If I really <laughs> wanted to, I mean, it, it probably wouldn't take five days, but it would take. <laughs> <two>. <laughs> you know. Well, maybe now, maybe now that you're in a different stage, you might paint it instead. Yeah, but then I'll be looking at a month, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were were you a big RoboCop fan? Were you a fan of the films? Yeah, yeah. I used to watch RoboCop movies and, uh, you know, I thought he was such a cool character. It was also like, again, those movies are very gritty. And I think maybe just being influenced from all those movies growing up is maybe where that shaped my, my art form from. Because there was a lot of very gritty movies like that. And uh, especially, I don't know which one it is when that when that little kid is like the leader of the gang. Which one is that? <laughs> I think that's the second one, actually. And yeah. they got that drug, right? And yep. uh, I mean, that one just with Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that movie creeped me out so much. Um, oh, that kid was terrible. <laughs> scary. The whole situation yeah. was creepy. Um, but yeah, RoboCop was awesome, and then uh, Terminator. I I didn't get a chance to do a Terminator cover. I, I tried to, and I asked if I could, because T2, another you know, oh, iconic great movie. movie, love it. Um, so, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, too. You're talking about, like, gritty comics. Frank Miller, who's known for his gritty comics, did mm-hmm. the RoboCop versus Terminator series for Dark Horse. And that was so much better. It had no right being as good as it was. It was amazing. RoboCop you know, uh, fighting Skynet and all that and tries to figure out uh, how to save humanity and go back in time. Insanely good. And mm. I mean, this was incredibly gritty. And and this is the guy that did Dark Knight Returns, the book yeah. that, you know, is a really huge influence on The Last Ronin. So kind of like tie us all back in, you know, all of those those gritty notes kind of feed, feed in quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And also like going back a step too from like what you're saying about, you know, everything's tied and stuff. Uh, Kevin Eastman, he held up the original for that cover. I don't know. I forget why it became in his possession and he shouted out my name. I posted the video. Yeah. And it was like, it was weird because it's like you're saying earlier, like, again, I grew up and he's a creator of it also Peter. So, but the fact of like how full circle that came that even though he just said my name, I mean, that's a huge deal. If I was a kid and he would have said my name, I would have been like, through the moon you know what i mean so uh i can't wait to actually meet him meet him and you know chat for a bit that's so cool yeah we we've had him on the show and uh eric just met him last month or was it earlier this month it was uh it was actually uh late last month it was march 27th and i'm gonna say i'm gonna tell you um kevin eastman is i mean we already know that he's a legend I yes. mean, he's one of the co-creators of the Turtles, but man, he is, I mean, he is just really, really nice. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just, he's for the fans. I mean, my son brought something to him, uh, to the, the comic con and gave it to him and he absolutely loved it, you know, and he had a long line and he decided that he wanted to take pictures. So he took that time out, you mm-hmm. know, with my son and my wife to take a picture with them as well as take a picture with all three of us too, as well. So, I mean, he is just, yeah, that's go out his way to do something for his fans and for the people that just, you know, yeah, it goes a long way. I mean, it's great, especially, I know lines can be really long. The comic days at conventions can be long. So anytime you actually get, you know, some actual time and stuff, you know, it's great. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You have any good stories from the road? Me? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no i had a yeah I had some good times and stuff like that i love going to conventions i love talking with people and uh uh had a lot of great conventions what's yeah. uh what's the best one that's around you because uh, i know over here there's c2e2 there's a uh, wizard world like those are kind of the big ones by me by okay, eric yeah. you've got what cincinnati yeah, oh you've done I cincinnati he's been there okay. i'm sure yeah because okay uh, well, that's the whole thing. It was. I, I was going to ask. You, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you about that because uh, me and my wife, we actually went up there, and I see that you were up there. Okay. And I was going to. I was going to go up there to meet you. Oh, okay. And I know Shredder was up there, but I was like, man, I got to go see him. And the sad part is, is that I had your issue too that Jozar gave to me. Okay. And I'm. I'm. I'm going to be honest with you. I. I loved it. I didn't want to give it up. But mm. me being the person that I am, I like to help people out. Get because some people were like trying to collect every single book, and he mm. didn't have your book, so I was like, I'm gonna give this to him. But I gave it to him <laughs> before I even knew that you were going. But I didn't see you up there, and I'm just like, man, where? where like, oh, you're I'm talking all, about like you're talking about 21 then. Yes. Cincinnati. Yeah, because so I was supposed to be there, but uh, the border wasn't open, so I couldn't. oh. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I was, uh, so a good friend of mine, David Ray, who, you know, puts on the show. Uh, I love going to Cincinnati. That is one of my favorite times going to conventions, have a great time there. A lot of great people there love going. Um, and I was so disappointed that I couldn't go because now it's been, I think it's two years that I haven't been there. Um, and the last time that, uh, I was there was the last convention, I think right before everything, you know, oh, wait, no, Arkansas. And then, but, uh, I, again, when I was at, in Cincinnati, that's a haul. Wow, what's that? Arkansas, that's a haul from Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was two different planes, but you know what? It was great. I liked it. Uh, I like going to different places. <laughs> well, I imagine because they're they're probably a place that doesn't get like a huge amount of of like good people like yourself in. So it's it's probably pretty cool. It was cool, and they got some really good barbecue. So nice. I was happy about that. So, you know, and yeah, uh, I want to go to so many different places. So, you know, it was a great experience. Um, but I guess going back to your per first question, Toronto Fan Expo Convention would be the biggest in the area. That Toronto, uh, about three hours from where I am. And I was just there a couple of weeks ago. I posted about it. Uh, had an amazing time. That was their, maybe our first big event this year from the reopening yeah, they're coming slow you know it's like we just had a small one out here and um mm. you know I, I ran into a couple of creators which is cool um it, eric was just at lexington where he got to meet uh, kevin eastman and and some of the others there um but it's it's great that stuff is getting better so you know you can get back out and meet those people and yeah you know get those uh like commissions are, are you doing like commissions and all that now um well, I haven't been taking any on right now just because I'm focusing with uh, covers. And then when I am done covers and in between, there is stuff that like has been on my mind, ideas and concepts that I like to try and get out um, because I, I do enjoy drawing. Like, I love it. I have a true passion for it. I don't just want to, you know, draw like a robot. Okay, keep going. Like, I want to put something new into it, some new fresh life. So in order to really do that and to step back and reflect on the work, see what areas I should be working on, picking up, pushing. 
uh, that's the only way to do it is to, to say no, kind of pace myself. Um, unless if I'm at a show, then yeah, I'm drawing the whole time for sure. But again, at home, uh, I do a lot of studies, like I was saying earlier, color studies, uh, been doing a new watercolor technique that I've been really frustratingly trying to nail down. So I'm always drawing. That's cool. That's really cool. What do you do with this stuff when, um, when you're done with it? Do you always, do you sell it? Do you just catalog it? Like, what do you do with, uh, with your leftovers? Uh, some stuff, uh, will never see the light of day. A lot of it gets burned <laughs> Okay. in the trash. And well, you said you were passionate. Away, so. Yeah, no, you know, I also tear it up just in case for some reason the wind blows and it catches wind. Like I don't want somebody seeing how terrible some of this stuff is. So that, or, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sell like, uh, if there's something available, I'll, I'll post online, you know, available if you want to inbox and stuff like that. We're like, Hey, check this out. I was just goofing and I made a dark wing duck and, um, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then if there's a fan out there and they'll, they'll want it, then they'll, they'll hit me up and stuff like that. And then there's some that I do keep and I won't get rid of like behind me, uh, right there. I think it would mm-hmm. be, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see the screen. But that's the first palette knife uh, Joker that I ever did, which oh, spawned cool. the entire palette knife um, style that I, I, you know, became quite known for and pioneered. And then the ones to the side of it are the first couple successful new watercolor techniques that I, I came up with. And I, I don't keep these up there for any other reason than just for inspiration. When I'm done, you know, laying on the couch, I watch TV. Uh, I just look at them and I try and put my mind space back to where I was at that time. To, to keep going with the style. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's an odd concept, but. Uh, no, it's, I get it because you're talking about being in the right headspace and I, yeah, I totally yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. You know, and you're thinking, what was I thinking about when I was doing this? Yeah. And you know, yeah. So stuff like that, I'll, I'll most likely never sell just because it brings me back every time. Those are the first ones that really something clicked. So that's yeah. awesome. That's so cool to have mm-hmm. like that insight into your process too. Like, like in, and for you to be like introspective like that, to look back and be like, Hey, this is kind of what I need to snap me back to where I was, you know, um, yeah. it's like, um, like in, in baseball or golf, how you lose your swing and then you've got to get it back. Like after the, after the season, you know, you're, you're kind of getting that way with art, with artwork. Yeah. Well, I, I got it down to the formula that works for me, you know, and uh, the studies is the most important for me. Uh, like, I wish I was just independently wealthy and then I could just do a life of studies and just studies and just a pursuit that is never going to be <laughs> able to be achieved because it's, it doesn't exist. But like, just keep going down that road forever would be amazing, which in some ways, I guess I'm, I'm doing that with each one now. But, you know, yeah, that's cool. So so um, going back to you as a kid, liking Ninja Turtles, liking comic books and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Who were the artists that really got your juices flowing that made you really want to get into this? For the longest time, uh, honestly, I didn't know that, like, you know, whose name was who. I'm talking about, like, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until, like, the first one that really stuck in my head was obviously Todd McFarlane when Spawn was cooking and coming out and everything was, you know, that was a big deal. Um, and then Greg Capullo. Because that's oh, when yeah. I started buying Spawn books. And all the other comics that I had, like the covers would always get tore off right away. I was one of those people who like, none of my old comics that I have have covers. Did <laughs> so, you like, hang I them up? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, they're gone. I don't know. They got like ripped off. And like, I didn't, I don't take care of my comics. Well, you know. 
Well, take um, care of those that you have. <laughs> yeah, these ones. Now I now I know how to do it. You know what I mean? Because I got a couple of 10.0s uh, graded Ooh. on the uh, turtles. So to get 10.0s, you know, like uh, I'm taking quite good care it. of them at that point. Good. Um, yeah, so, you're setting up a retirement account at this point. Yeah, well, uh, they were they went up on eBay. Uh, well, at least one of them I know did. And, uh, you know, it's good to see. I'm very happy for anybody who flips and resells any of my work. I'll put that out there. So I've, I, ju- I actually just saw one that was going for, uh, I think it was number two and it was going for a couple grand. And I'm like, wow. All right. Mine? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the 10 point Yeah. A little more than that or something. Yeah. But, yeah the point <laughs> is, it was, uh, it was great to see because stuff like that, like, I don't know who it was, but I wanted to find out who it was and then send him a letter like, Hey, congratulations. That's cool. You're like, too bad. I could have signed it. (laughs) Oh, it was signed. Oh, it was. Okay. Yes. Uh, One of them has a remark on it of Shredder. Uh, I think Hank from Bulletproof Comics might still have it. So if you're interested, hit up Hank at Bulletproof Comics. Nice. Uh, It's a 10.0. And uh, I I don't know what he did with it. Man, that's something that you'd frame over the fireplace, I think. If it's a 10.0, that's beautiful. Yeah. And they're, they're go- they really, really are gorgeous covers. So some of my absolute favorites. Um, and and I, I just love like the lighting on it. You know, it, it gives it that aspect of, of humanity where it's like, oh, you know, it's there's hope because it, the light's coming in, you know, from above or or it's there's despair because it's coming in from below or something. Or even if I'm, well, I'm backwards on that. But yeah, I, no, no, I love no, that. But that's that's the whole fun of it. The challenge of it and, and the frustrating part with uh, painting is. It's unlimited the amount of lights you can use, the colors, how to manipulate the color because you got to desaturate it, build it up to saturation. What color does it roll to? Warm, cool, warm, cool. What happens when you get, you know, a red light with a blue light and then a green light? What's the middle color going to look like? That's where, like, you just go cross-eyed. You're like, I don't know anymore. You know, like the, <laughs> the painting that I'm working on over here, again, I, I'm using, you know, four different lights on the guy right now. And again, it's all the colors in between in the mixtures. Uh, that's where I go down the rabbit hole. And I, I just, I want to spend as much time on that as possible because uh, it's an investment for the future. Once I get all this down better, you know, 10 years from now, it'll all very much pay off. So I'm looking at the, the long road of it. And then, like you said, though, you get that mood in the atmosphere. And how can you trigger this emotion? What colors <clears> would best be to trigger that? You know, like you can have, a cool warm light like you can have a cool red light uh, you know manipulating all the colors around it that's where the the real guts of being a painter comes from um and i again i got to do a lot of studies understanding light how to manipulate what colors go together which pigments i use a very small uh palette uh like the same maybe 10 colors for all my paintings but it's how you mix them is what you're getting Oh, that's interesting. So you're not going like super deep with the color palette. So you're uh, well, you're like a Bob going, Ross then. It, it's yeah. going super deep with the manipulation of the colors, mm-hmm. and and that's again, uh, you know, you can make colors look a certain way just by surrounding them with different colors. So it's it's a little bit of like trickery almost. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. That's that's cool. I'm, I'm so glad to get the insight into the, the mind of a painter, because I, I don't think that we've talked to anyone that is completely a painter. And um, that's it's, it's just such an interesting medium. Well, and yeah. that's why painting, it, it's very frustrating. It's difficult. It takes time. It, like you can't just wake up and be able to, to know all this knowledge. Like there's nobody who could be a 25 year old, let's say, who 
has mastered all these abilities and just knows how to use all the different colors in the gamut. I mean, it takes years of experience and practice. And again, like you also have to have your figures down, your perspective down. I would say even before you play around with paint, because you lose the whole underdrawing in the first hour of painting. And then you're just, you're moving around blind, you know, kind of feeling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like you lose it, you gain it, you lose it, you gain it. A lot of times I'll take pictures as I go because I've learned that I'll totally lose the train where I was going. It'll start veering in a wrong direction. So I'll look back and go, oh, okay, you know, three days ago, that's where I meant to go. Now I've just lost two days. Oh, back on track. You got to go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And in between, that's why I say no to uh, some covers that come in if I don't have time because I just want a lot. And like on this cover here, uh, number four, it took me a week to do the background because I kept screwing up the way the clouds, composition of the clouds that are running behind them and the color and the fade that I wanted to do. I got so frustrated. I took a picture, I pulled it into Procreate, and then I just, I tried different combinations until I got it, readjusted, went back at it. Nice. So, so that's, that's what I was going to ask too. Like, uh, what's the scanning process like with oils? Like, is it photograph uh, it? You just photograph and you can use it like from an HD, uh, like a picture. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm not a techie guy. So I know I have a Canon Rebel. That's the camera I use. You have to set up the lights in a specific way to eliminate the glare. Sometimes you got to get creative and maybe hold like a piece of paper that'll eliminate just a little bit yeah. of glare <laughs> and coming in and then, you know, get that, edit it in uh, Photoshop. Uh, I don't try and edit the picture I, I get, I try to get as close to reality as possible. So, you know, I won't embellish things, so to speak. Like, Oh, there's a flare on this. You know, it's yeah, like... yeah. Unless, unless um, like one time I did it on a set of eyes because it's like, okay, I just, I had to do it. So, you know, is what it is. So do you, do you think that there's any, uh, there's any way that you would tell some of those, those uh, turtle like stories from when you were a kid, like now, if there was like a turtles anthology book or something, would you write a story and then, and then draw it, um, do the uh, interiors and such? The stories back then weren't that complicated. I know that it was like, you know, the foot just come in through the ceiling and then they fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. As you do. Well, I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? It was very, uh, again, I liked a lot of action because I still do now. And uh, well, you said you watched the movie Crank, which is like 99% action. Yeah. <laughs> you see, like, again, like I, it's, it's, it's odd, I would say, because I don't have a lot of patience in my life. I, I can't sit still long at all. I cannot sit still for more than five minutes, but I can sit here for a month and work on the same painting. But everywhere else in life, I can't. I'm like the guy from Crank who's just running and going and you know, moving <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's like an odd dichotomy. I don't know where it comes from. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, probably has something to do with like the uh, the the inner uh, motions of of your mind, and you know, like maybe it simulates all of that thinking. Is is just something's going on? I don't yeah. know what it is, but like I've never been able to read a novel in my life. I can't sit down and read a novel. I wish that I could. I start sitting there, I start reading, and all of a sudden I start thinking before you know what I'm looking over here and then I'm gone. I don't know, you know, I'm just doing something. I've you're you're a man of action. That's why. Yeah, it must be. But like, uh, <laughs> I, I really wish I could just sit down with like a novel and, and get lost in the book. I, I don't think it's, it's in me to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, it's not. 
it's not necessary now because you you can always you can always do books on tape and stuff too. And if you're out running, I or, do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, then you can you can catch up on the classics. You know. Yeah. Well, I listen to audio books while I paint. Oh, know, cool. Stuff like that. So I love doing that, uh, or like biographies and stuff like that. Uh, because uh, you know, I lose things to watch. You know, like uh, I spend a lot of hours sitting right here, and you know, I've got my favorite movies that I'll replay over and over again. Uh, but some days it's like I just need something new. Because if I have a really good movie, I can sit down and focus far better. Like the new Batman movie just yeah. came out, must came out like two days ago, right, or something like that. I think it's yesterday. Actually, just came out yeah, on HBO. Well, well, I bought it on YouTube. I buy all my movies on just YouTube. And again, like, I was like, great. Now I have something that I could just zone out. I know I'm good for like almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. You know? Did um, So what do you think of that new movie, by the way? I really liked it. Yeah. It was uh, my, my favorites, Batman Returns. I think that is a perfect movie. Wow. Perfect. It. Okay. I love It's a beautiful movie. I've, I've watched it, especially around Christmas time. It's my, it Christmas is a Christmas movie. movie. That is yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. And I was obsessed with uh, that movie as a kid. I'm I've probably seen that movie the most out of any other movie, next to Turtles One, like the original movie. Um, but Batman Returns, I mean, yeah, I just love so much about it. You know, Tim Burton in that era too was just on point. You know, do you have any uh, any paintings of anything from that movie? Like, did you make a Catwoman or a Batman or a Penguin or anything? Uh, like fan art wise. Yeah, just, you know, maybe even for yourself. Yeah, I must have. Like, I, I think the Catwoman suit in that, again, is just perfect. I love the white stitching. I love how, mm-hmm. and if you really look, it's like it's, it's pulling apart in some areas. Like, there's space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer, perfect Catwoman, too. Um, and you have a Scarface shirt on, so obviously yeah. you like um, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer and the movie yeah. Scarface. So I got the poster right there, too. And on he's on the back of it. Uh, Tony's on the back of the shirt, which is... Uh, I think it's pretty cool and uh yeah that's another really good movie the only problem i think with that movie it's, it just feels really dated you know um you can't watch it on basic cable either it's just you're like oh you guys literally cut everything out of this film and it, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. starting to not make sense so yeah 100 percent. yeah i just watched it actually like last week uh i really like it <laughs> it'd be a good thing to break up uh you know in between uh it's true detective season one and then starting something else. So it's a good buffer. Yeah. Yeah. I can well, see that. My other go-to would be like uh pulp fiction. I got the post oh, right there. Heck yeah. Pulp fiction. Heck yeah. And it, you know what I love about oh, pulp fiction? I just like drop the, the little needle anywhere randomly in the movie and I'll just watch it from there. I don't just, you know, start at the beginning, you know, you can start at the end and then go to the middle and just jump around and you know, it still works. Now, uh, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, wasn't the uh, the actor in there that was waiting for for Zed? Uh, wasn't he uh, the Shredder in the Michael Bay movie from Pulp Fiction? Am I am I thinking this right? Like, uh, didn't he end up playing the Shredder in that that new? Uh... Oh, you, Zed is dead. Uh, you're talking about he was also in the Mask. Yeah, he was. Right? He was. Yeah, that, and uh, first... Dark Knight Returns. I think I, I can never remember his name. No, yeah. not Dark Knight Returns. He was the bank manager, wasn't he? No, that's the guy from. Uh, oh, that's the other guy. Okay, that's, that's the, the guy, guy I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking no. of that guy from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's the other guy. That that's somebody else's brother. I don't know his name, but he's been in a ton of movies. I'm not good with names at all. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't think of it. I didn't do yeah. any research on this, but I, I will tell you this. One of my all-time favorite actors is mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. It's not who you think. Sam, Samuel Jackson is number one for me, always will be, like mm-hmm. one of the most versatile actors of all. But Frank Whaley, the guy who's eating the Kahuna burger, who stole the, the money and all that, and he's poking <laughs> into the burger. And he's like, yeah, do yeah. you mind if I have a sip of that shake? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know? Say what again? You know, that actor, one of my yeah. all-time favorite actors, Frank Whaley. I I love him. Oh, okay. Well, and that's very obscure then. Yeah, like uh Yeah, well, he's he's in some good stuff, career opportunities with uh Jennifer Connolly, if you ever seen that one. It's way back, uh, it's a, a comedy. Um, yeah, he's, he's in some decent stuff. Some some cool episodes of the outer limits, if you've ever caught that. No, I, I remember the show, but I, I didn't get into it. Um, I'm a big movie buff. I would say. I like, oh, I, cool. Like a good movie. I watch a ton of movies. Um, we were just talking about the uh, some movies. Uh, we were just talking about City of Industry in our last interview with um, with uh, an actor who was in that with Harvey Keitel. So I don't remember that. Do you do you remember the movie <laughs> called Go? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's another one of my favorite movies, and it's a lot like Pulp Fiction as well. Underrated film, yeah. Yeah, that's like a cult film right there, but it's it's amazing. I watch that movie all the time. Yeah, Katie um, Holmes before she she really hit that, it big, and yeah. And I think was Scott uh, Wolf in that? Uh, I'm not sure. What's the name? Uh, the guy, uh, the main guy, who ends up shooting or whatever. Oh, geez, now I want to look that up. Oliphanta- uh, Oliphante? No, no. Josh Olaf, no, what's his name? Oh, this is bad. Josh Dumel, not Josh Dumel. No, he's not in that. Let me see. No, you'll know him. He's he's been in so many movies. He's extremely well known. Have you have you seen this one, uh, Eric? We'll have to cut this part because this is going to be embarrassing. No, we won't. We <laughs> nah, we just let it ride. All right, so go. We, we let it. Ride. Sarah Polly, I remember, was in that. Um, let me see. Yeah, it is. It is Scott Wolf and Jay Moore. Oh, Jay Marr. Yeah, he was yep. in a bunch of movies. Suicide Kings. Tay Diggs. Yeah, Suicide Kings is awesome. Tay Diggs. Uh, I have, but it's been a long time. Who's it? Yeah, Timothy Oliphante is there in you that. Go. Timothy yep. Oliphante. Okay. William uh, Fitchner is who we were talking yeah. about. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy that we were talking about. He, so, yeah, he played in the new Turtle movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in that one. And, and that yeah, and some, uh, the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, he was in the Dark Knight. So when you said Dark Knight, I immediately thought of the movie Go because that was the first time I ever saw that guy. And, you know, it just sticks in your head. Um, and then movies like uh, Fight Club, again, oh, man, favorite movie. I, I have seen Fight Club. You know, it's like that, like the Limp Bizkit song says, I've seen yeah, it about 27 times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I literally have. I legit have seen it that many times. Yeah, I've seen Fight Club a ton because it's another movie that I could put on and I just zone out. It mellows me out and I just get lost in it. And I just keep painting. I like long, slow movies like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gone, Gone Girl, who again is another Fincher movie. That's an amazing movie. And you know, you could just you know start that at the beginning and get lost in the world of it. Man, David but, Fincher. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. He's, he's seven perfect movie right there. And so the new Batman movie really felt like Seven to me in a lot. Of yeah, movies. I'm with you there because of the grit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's more of a detective story. It's it's kind of like mm. the video game. If you ever played the Arkham Knight video game series or anything like that, it's it's very similar to that. Like they really tailored it to the audience where they're like, "Hey, we want to get away from just whatever was going on in the Dark Knight, make something, and then get yeah. away from like Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman, and just make it like this." Yeah, and, and the other I think it was I, really successful. I really like the fact that there was a lot of Batman on screen. 
Oh, you know, yes. Like, I don't want to see Bruce Wayne. I want to see Batman and I want to see something going on, you know? And that's a, the problem I had with the last two of the, uh, the Nolan series. There's just not enough Batman. Yeah, you had Bruce Wayne. I thought the, the suit was terrible in the, the last two Nolan movies. Like, he looked like he had a bobblehead. And like, yeah, his, his head and neck, neck was practical, but it was yeah, like... Yeah. It was practical, but I don't care. Like, Batman <laughs> Returns, if you look up, like, still shots of Batman Returns, is beautiful. He looks tough. It's menacing. It's perfect. The only thing I would say is that it never showed any damage on the suit. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice to just see some more scuffs, like, staying on the suit. You know what I mean? Like, why would it be so clean all the time? Like, he'd be kneeling on rooftops and scuffing it. So, like, not so clean. That aside great design um yeah you're gonna say something eric i was gonna say alfred probably cleaned it up oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he said that alfred probably cleaned his suit oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buffed it out for him. well I, I get it too because it's like when you're watching star wars right and you see darth vader darth vader is always immaculate he has to be he's shiny the black makes, chrome almost yeah, that you makes know sense because he's like an emperor he's like mm-hmm. He's royalty. He would have somebody walking up and getting a scuff off his suit, right? It's not like he's not crawling around in the suit. No, yeah, definitely not. On a rooftop. It'd be kind of cool to see it, you know? It would be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, when he's fighting and in, in whatever in, uh, in uh, let's say, probably Return of the Jedi, probably when he's the most damaged, but yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting. And get some dirt on him, so. That'd be cool too. I was actually just thinking about this too now with like some of that red lighting on a Darth Vader cover. That would kick ass. Like the, yeah. the way, like the well, soft. <laughs> I did a, a Sharpie because I like using Sharpies and whiteout. Again, uh, depending on how everybody is familiar with my work. Um, I really love doing that. And I did one of Darth Vader a few months ago, maybe. But I did it with the helmet off because it, that sickly look he has, and it's, it's very disturbing and taunting. And I love it. You know, and I, I wanted to show that more than the clean, shiny helmet, you know, yeah. so I love getting lost in all the details. And it would I, I did a painting actually as well uh, on Bulletproof Comics live stream. Uh, I'll jump on there from time to time and do a live painting and stuff like that. And I did one again, Darth Vader with his helmet off with oils. And I love oh, getting wow. the sickly colors and the contrast and the texture in there. So. So how did you do that with oils if it was uh, on a live stream? Did you just finish it up after the show? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm on there for a couple hours painting. Uh, technically, if you go to Hank's uh, or Bulletproof Comics uh, Facebook page, I think they're all like archived on there. I don't know exactly oh, cool. which one it is. And if I am going to be on there, you know, you'll advertise that I'll be uh, on there. And yeah, within a couple hours, maybe two and a half hours, I get it done. So it's, it's a quicker painting compared to something else but it also has a, a, a cool uh finish to it because it's an immediate finish you know uh, i like the direct brush work of something like that uh, i respect all the different levels of paintings not just highly refined you know no brush strokes in sight i like the choppy chunky look too i'm with you because sometimes you can just look at something like like a watercolor that's just like it's just a bust or anything like that. And it could just be kind of eerie or ethereal or, yeah. or just like, you know what, this is just a reminder of the character that I love. So that's yeah. why it's cool. And that's I don't care saying. if it's got like, there's an ink spot on it. If it's yeah. ink wash, it's like, I like that, you know? Well, and the other thing, like when it comes to original art and I, I think a lot of people would agree, but you like to see all the, uh, the stains around yes. on the covers and stuff like that, or the little notes. 
uh, or maybe a sketch on the back. Uh, I know on the <laughs> on a couple of my covers, there's sketches on the back where I didn't realize I did, I did do a sketch, or um, the page just gets dirty from sliding around the desk. Mm-hmm. I love the way all that stuff looks. They, they used to say that uh, Frazetta, I think um, Frank Frazetta used to keep like the same palette and all that and the same easel. You can see this thing and it's got like 50 years worth of grime on it that he never changed. Every yeah. piece of, of paint that he ever used. It's really yeah. interesting. Well, that's like this desk. I have no intentions of ever changing this desk. I want to just max this out. And it's really cool because Finch uh, working with him, his desk is just is so beaten up. And it's amazing because there's so many stories on that desk. You know, so oh, many yeah. amazing mm-hmm. pieces of work have been done on that desk. Uh, you know, hopefully he never switches it out, gets rid of it. Um, and, and, you know, it's cool, too. When I first started working with him, uh, he uses a parallel ruler. Um, I don't know. It's around here somewhere. And he gave me the ruler, you know, and I was like, oh, this is so cool because this ruler ruled out like so many of my favorite works of his from like Moon Knight and, you know, the Avengers series that he worked on and everything. And it's weird how, you know, you feel like it's got like some certain energy to it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's like the desk, the same thing. So yeah, I'll never get rid of that ruler. I got it around here somewhere. They're, they're going to probably be dipping into his run on Moon Knight uh, pretty soon for this new Marvel series. I know they're probably on the third or fourth episode at this point. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it yet, but it looks cool. It's action-packed, I will tell you that. Yeah. So if you like Moon Knight it, and then you start watching it, it's it's deeply psychological and action-packed. And oh. it is, like, they are not pulling punches because it's on Disney+. Plus. It is definitely, it, it's got some, some grit to it. Yeah, for well, sure. I, I definitely want to check it out. Uh, sometimes, again, I go through, like, you know, waves of stuff. And uh, when I'm painting, I like to think about anything but comic characters yeah of course yeah so go from the furthest thing that's why i watch a lot of car stuff because like it takes you totally out of the, the headspace and then i can be fresh you know what i mean so but and you, you can think about other stuff like you're like oh i want to rebuild this manifold or something or yeah, you know yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so. like you painting the bricks the other day right yeah, my oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use oils on those <laughs> yeah well, that, that's acrylic enamel but uh yeah you know like again I, like i was saying earlier like i get a bit of a problem with ever posting anything about like my personal life like i, I want to try yeah, and open yeah. up just more about that because it shows there's a person behind all the works that i post i don't have a problem talking or communicating but i just i don't know what it is that i just never talk or post anything that i do and, and i had pictures so many times i was like oh i just want to post this but i won't but you know i just post like my art stuff but it's like you gotta mix it up sometimes and shows that like okay yeah i have hobbies and interests outside of you know comic stuff and painting that i'm painting on cars or you know what i mean like well, well what are what um, are you working on for cars right now let's let's talk about that well, the one that I have, like, I mean, I've had this car for several years, like, you know, over 10 years, it's a 76 Corvette and uh, like done all the work to it myself. Well, me and my dad uh, actually repainted the entire car with him uh, Very nice. last year. Like I shot it myself again, rebuilt the engine, you name it, like we've done everything to it. Um, so, you know, we've always worked on cars. It's been like that since, you know, I was a teenager. So, you know, everybody needs a hobby. But again, we do everything in the house, every last thing. So, 
Did you ever paint on a car before? Like those, uh, like the airbrush, like a wizard or like, yeah, maybe something on the side of like a van. No, no, I never did any of that. Like I I remember trying airbrush uh, and I hate it. Like I think some of the art looks, you know, beautiful, especially on like the low riders and stuff like Mr. Cartoon, Mm -hmm. you know, beautiful work. I can't do it. And I, it lacks the, uh, the texture that I, I like, like it's very smooth and soft. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Choppy, you know, so. But uh, yeah, big car guy. So that's awesome. That's a, what color is your uh, Corvette? It's black. It looked like the Batmobile. Well, oh, cool! Like Batmobile. So it's all blacked out, and then well, now just the calipers are red, and it's extremely loud. Uh, like I welded the exhaust up for it myself and made the exhaust, and it, it's very, very loud. So, it's so you're saying it's, it's street legal, right? <laughs> loud. Yeah, yeah, around here, actually, you can get away with quite a bit. I know uh, in certain states over there, like California especially, like you can't do anything to your car. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, and Texas is another great spot. That's like one of the fastest cars are down in Texas. Yeah, they've got the room there. And, and surprisingly, Utah, you know, if, if you ever make it out to Utah to those salt flats, there's there's oh, no well, speed yeah. limit. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, there's a channel I follow, uh, 1320 Racing. You guys ever heard of it? And they, uh, the content on there is amazing. I mean, these cars have like two, 3,000 horsepower, and they race on the freeways. And I like to watch it. So, <laughs> Like, oh, the, the tires are melting, and the brakes have uh, welded. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty close calls. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, the cars are amazing. I, I love the Viper as well, uh, Dodge Viper. Huge fan of that car. Yeah, nice, nice car. I, I, I don't recall what the new Batmobile was, but uh, it was, it was so pretty the cool. New Batmobile, uh, you know, it was really cool. So in the movie, Bruce Wayne rolls up to the funeral and he's driving a uh, Corvette in that one, which is really cool, split window, and uh, you know, '63 split window, and the car that they made for the Batmobile, it looks like an amalgamation of a few different cars. So it's like, eh, it looks, it, it makes sense about you know why it's in the movie but i think they should get rid of the that turbine engine yeah. and well replace it with again like a lot of cars you can have like the backfires and, and you'll have flames shoot out of your exhaust which naturally will happen uh, with the amount of gas that's going in the motor that's unburned and it'll just light like you'll have that same afterburner effect i think they could have used that in a cool way because why would you have a gas engine and like a jet engine that doesn't make sense as a car no, I'm, guy, I'm with you. At it, you know, yeah. what I mean? or maybe anybody who's who's looking at it, like you would just have a jet engine. You wouldn't have both. It's not a high you engine. wouldn't have a jet engine for city driving either, because it would make you too heavy, probably to make um, you know sharp turns if you need to. Well, I, I would just say it's one or the other. Like, uh, it just doesn't make sense. And I think again, you could just evolve and you know adapt it. Like I know that the the, the afterburner look is very Batmobile. But like if you evolved it, like I was saying, like with the backfires and shooting flames, like some cars, again, you, you rev them up and they just shoot flames out the back it would replace the afterburner. Man, I, I remember <laughs> I, I used to have uh, a customer when I was working at a bank and he was a uh, race car driver slash uh, uh, jet pilot. And oh. he told me that he loved to mess with the people at the race because they all knew he was a jet pilot. They thought he was putting jet fuel into into the race car. 
right? Oh. Because when you do that, it spits out flames like a son bitch, right? So um, what he did is he put some alcohol additives into his fuel so it would do the same thing. Then they actually stopped the race. They had to test everything. He was laughing his head off. And he oh, actually, oh, man, it was just the craziest circumstance. And like, why did you do that? You wasted all of our time. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. That's what yeah, jet been, pilots do. I, so I've been over there uh, to the drag strip because uh, over in Michigan, they got a couple. Like here, we don't have any. And uh, it's, a, it's a really fun time. But when I was younger, actually, I, I used to race go-karts when I was in grade school. And, uh, you know, I wasn't very good at it, in all honesty. But it was also extremely dangerous because you got these kids. Uh, I was like, you know, grade four or five. And you got these go-karts and, you know, they go like, I think, 30 miles an hour at the time. In the first turn, every single race was an, a massive accident. Because you got a <laughs> bunch of kids. Nobody knows how to drive. And <laughs> you would just see a pileup of cars flying in the air. Oh, geez. Flipping over so many times, flip over and somebody <laughs> run into you. It was awful. Or like bubble up. cars. Yeah, because there's no cage on it. It was all open. So if there was a cage, at least you would have some sort of protection. But every single race, it would be an accident. Somebody would run into you. Uh, I remember a cart ran up behind me, went right over it and was like sitting on my head. I couldn't move. And, uh, and when you're a kid, all those little accidents, they felt a lot worse than they were, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I had a great time. It was fun. It was just, you know, it was different. I admit that does sound kind of fun, but it also sounds incredibly taxing. You know, yeah. if my kids were that, I would probably be freaking out. Well, it yeah. was like, again, there was rules, but no kid knew how to follow the rules. So, you yeah. know, you, you were open wheel. So if you were re- winning the race, all of a sudden somebody would come next to you, they just touch wheels and you'd spin out or you'd flip and stuff like that so or throw uh, a blue shell at you if you're in the lead yeah exactly yeah banana peel yeah watch out for the yeah. rainbow road there kids yeah, yeah oh god yeah. i hated that one <laughs> we all hate yeah. that one eric <laughs> that one took forever i was really good at uh, uh the kart racing the mario kart one I, I know I, I've got probably just a couple more questions, but um, I want to ask, is there any keepsake that you have now um, for the turtles? Like, is there anything that you collect? Like, are you into the figures, the comics, anything? Like, obviously you have a couple of the comics, but is there something that you have now that uh, is special to you about the, uh, the turtles? Like as of like of recently bought and you're saying, well, it not- could be, I mean, I, I could tell you that like I went back like during lockdown and all that and bought all the universal monster turtles because I, I always wanted oh, them yeah. and I never had any. So, you know, like I would, I would probably answer like that or, no. or my, my Michael Dooney picture like, that I have signed. Yeah. Like the stuff that I have from childhood and stuff like that, like I'll never get rid of like, uh, like I, I still have the jean jacket I wore to grade school, although I let my nephew wear it to school you know, a couple of years ago until he outgrew it. Um, cool. it it's, it's still in like excellent condition. So I'm holding on to that, uh, you know, for one day. And uh, like uh, the, the turtle that I slept with and stuff, I'll never get rid of that because I mean, you know, it's too iconic in my world. You still uh, got Donnie I, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't bought anything as of late. Uh, I, I, I don't really collect too many things. Uh, I have a hard time collecting and then storing and putting stuff somewhere you know and uh mm-hmm. with all like the artwork and the art supplies i only have so much to allocate like I, I collect art supplies more or less nowadays i would say uh different paints uh you know like i i in the same way like you know everybody needs a whole set 
I need to have the whole set from a certain manufacturer, like Daniel Smith watercolor, and it gets very expensive. And then, you know, like the paper, so watercolor paper itself is most expensive. It's like a hundred bucks for a pad, you know? Um, so that's where most of my energy goes. And it's just tougher to, to get into uh, other things right now. Cause that's I, can cool. only spend, I can only spend so much time painting, drawing, studying figures, uh, staring at all my favorite artists work. And then to also get figures, get comics, get other stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, it's not an easy task. Trust me. No, we say it all not. the time. You can't collect everything. You, you, no, can't, you can't, you know, yeah. and, you know, so I, I've got like a collection and, and you know, that's it. I just leave it at that. You know, like I like Hellboy. I like turtles. I like Batman. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. You know? Well, yeah. And, and again, like, I think, uh, everybody could agree, you know, the stories and the characters, how they shape your childhood or how they shape you now. And you can, mm-hmm. you can pick up the book and it's like going and seeing your old friends or you can watch the movie, you can get put back in that uh, place you were. Uh, that to me is the priceless part of it. And I think we all get something in this industry that we can, you know, go to our happy place and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. For me, sitting down and, and putting the first movie on or even the second one brings yep. me right back. And yep. it just, you know, what they stood for, what they mm-hmm. did in the industry, all that stuff. It's just beautiful that's so cool i'm i'm very much looking forward to getting that uh fifth cover because I, I think i've i've gotten all of yours so far did you order it already uh i yeah. think so i yeah. did the hesitation because, yeah. was there so you should order a second one again. well i can't i can't remember because i definitely ordered from Jozar. so if you if order just... one from hank from bulletproof right. comics now just so it's it's even <laughs> i gotta make sure that i do that after this hopefully he's got some left again i i i haven't asked i didn't know that it was coming out uh next week i yeah. can't wait because i can't wait to, to hold it to me as a creator it's not real until it's printed um mm-hmm. you know it, it gets posted around and stuff like that which is cool and i remember they used my uh that turtle one on uh one of those really big websites a couple of years ago it was like not the hollywood reporter I forget which one it was. I'll, I'll try and find it and send it to you after this for reference. Oh, cool. But, uh, you know, seeing it pop up around the internet and stuff like that, it's a very humbling feeling. That's very awesome. Curious. And it, again, you reaching out and asking me to be on your, your, your show and stuff like that. I love talking and I love, you know, meeting everybody. It's yeah, and it's cool too. You know, we never know when we start these up, you know, and we're going to obviously talk about like turtle stuff, but it's like, are we going to have a conversation about Pulp Fiction? You know, we didn't know that. Well, you know that we were talking that I, about. Just, I actually just started thinking about like, was I only supposed to talk about turtles here? Because, no, no, definitely, definitely know, not. I, it's we deviated quite a bit into like Scarface and all that other yeah. stuff. But uh, well, it, it's about like know. getting to know you as the artist and the, yeah. the the people who are going to be your fans are the people who are going to listen and, and be like, you know, what? I love him. I love that he loves cars and all that. Let me see if like I can pick up some of his new work because maybe he's going to draw his Corvette in it or something. You know, like yeah, it, it's about yeah. that. Yeah, well, again, that's why like I, I do want to open myself up more just so again people do get to know you because again you know that connection i love to meet everybody who has been following and stuff and i can't wait to get to more conventions and meet people face to face uh it's funny because i go instagram live and i've been doing this thing where i randomly pull someone on live to do facetime and just meet whoever randomly has been following and get to have a conversation oh that is cool so i'm, I'm planning to do more of that i'm just stuck with you know gridlock of the covers right now yeah, so, of course. Um, yeah, it sounds like this new painting is so intense. So, is that something that we'll be able to see down the road? 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's for uh, Hank over at Bulletproof Comics, and uh, it'll probably be some time before it'll be posted up. Uh, so sometimes you do a cover, and it won't come out for maybe two, three months. So for everybody watching and stuff like that, so you really, you know, pace it out, sort of thing. Do you have anything coming up that you can talk about? I should ask. Megacon, because uh, I can't wait to go to Megacon. I've got a such an amazing wave of great responses of people that are going to be there that you know want to meet me and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if anybody watching this, if you're going to be there, you got to swing by, say hello. Um, I bet Rob will be there. Rob will go say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's Rob? Our buddy uh, Rob Denner. So he'll, oh, he'll right. stop by. You probably already okay. know him. <laughs> Everybody knows Rob. <laughs> I hope Rob will stop by too then, technically, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's about all I can plug because all the books cool. that haven't come out yet. And then I've been doing a lot of great stuff with Comic Tom. If you guys are, I hope you're all familiar with him as well. It's a great guy. And uh, his mystery mail call, it's, it's a great setup. So uh, I've been part of that for the last few months as well. Uh, I don't think we're, we have any turtle books going in there or actually there there might be i don't know it all leads back i don't to want turtles. to say if there is or if there isn't yeah on comic tom okay <laughs> so yeah that works that definitely works eric did you have any questions anything maybe that i missed oh no i mean no i mean are you coming back to cincinnati are you want to try to make it to cincinnati this year oh yeah or? like this year i'll be in cincinnati okay as far as you know nothing else who knows what's gonna happen but uh no i'll be in cincinnati i can't wait to go uh the last time i was there i was so exhausted that like i couldn't even have thought of signing another book or a print or something like that that's how jam-packed the weekend was and for me to say like i was so exhausted to even just do that it speaks in volumes because when i go to a convention i'm there from you know 9 30 till it it ends at about six thirty or seven, yeah, all weekend long. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's it's exhausting. You know, I can I can I can only imagine. But yeah. I mean, um, the concrete really is, starts to hurt your feet. Yeah. Oh well, um, yeah. Have you ever thought about going to what is it, Granite Night? Where's that? Um, granite. Yeah, granite. Yeah, granite. Granite. That's that. I mean, that's up. Uh, where is that? Where is that? I think, I, I, I can't is that the one that's it. in New Hampshire? I think so. The one yeah. in New Hampshire. Granite City Comic Con. Oh, OK. Uh, again, now that more things are opening, hopefully I'll just get more uh, invitations to do more shows because at the 2019 or whatever it was, there was quite a few that I was supposed mm-hmm. to go to. So uh, like hopefully another one in Texas. Anybody uh, that reaches out to me. You know, I'm more than happy to to come to the show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping we get you at C2E2 or Wizard World Chicago. So, so that, yeah, I, I did both. Like, yeah, I did C2E2 and uh, I've done a Wizard convention as well. And I think they're owned by the Fan Expo Corporation. They are now. Yeah. 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 I think I think it just changed over, too. So and I know yeah. Aces Aces one, too. I don't know. Have you seen those yet? The Ace Comic Con? No, no. Yeah, I I think that's um the guy that used to run Wizard Magazine and Wizard uh left and did his own thing and now they're Ace. Okay. Oh, was, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of fun. I mean, Chicago is beautiful. It's amazing. I had a great time. All I don't know how many times I was there. Maybe four times or something like that. So I definitely like to go back to Chicago. It's not too far from where I am right now. It's about four hours. 
Oh, it's so, not bad. Yeah. No, it's, not yeah, it's bad. funny. That's it's funny. I'm I'm uh, I'm about one hour away and I and I'm like I'm like 40 miles from Chicago and just like with the traffic and all that. It's like literally an hour to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like any big city. All of a sudden you start hitting that gridlock and everything. Oh, like yeah. Too, right. So but that's so uh, much fun. Yeah. But, um, I, I want to ask uh, just uh, we'll we'll have uh, where do you want people to follow you on social media? You mentioned something about your Instagram. Instagram would be the, the best place. I think that's where most people are at right now. Anyways, it seems like Facebook, I don't know if it's dying out or something like that. <laughs> it sure I, seems like it, right? <laughs> it, yeah. It, it seems like it, like there's, you know, there's a big gap between my Facebook and Instagram. It doesn't make sense for the longest time. They were tied. They were growing at the same rate. And then Instagram just keeps going in Facebook. I don't know what's up with that, but they're connected. So uh, yeah, my Facebook, my Instagram, and uh, you know, I try and keep everybody up to date as much as possible with anything going on. So don't so, check for new updates on the, uh, on the website, uh, the website but yeah. um, uh, so yeah. freehand comics, even though it's, it may be a good way to get a hold of you, you know, uh, yeah. not the way to check and see what your recent work is doing. So, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a way to get a hold of me. Yes. But yeah. I, I wonder if the, the emails still go to my phone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that too, actually. <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe a listener will try it. So we'll see yeah. what's going on. Yeah, but um, out. Look, look out for his uh, his cover of issue number five, Last Ronin, which will be available on April 27th. And um, with that, we'll, we'll say goodbye for now. And we will come back in just a little bit with our pizza recipe. All right, guys. I want to thank you again, me, everybody. I appreciate being on the show and uh, you guys enjoy it. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hey everyone, and welcome to Pizza Time. Today's pizza is called the Breakfast Pie, the ultimate breakfast, or lunch, or dinner, of champions. Michelangelo likes to top this one off with a splash of hot sauce or a few squirts of ketchup. Ingredients. Extra virgin olive oil for greasing. Four slices thick-cut bacon, chopped. One-pound ball pizza dough, homemade or store-bought. Four large eggs. Three-fourths cup shredded sharp cheddar cheese. One-fourth cup heavy cream. Fine salt and freshly ground pepper. One tablespoon finely chopped chives. Instructions. Preheat the oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit with a rack in the middle position. Lightly coat with a heavy-duty rimmed baking sheet with olive oil. Place the bacon in a medium skillet over medium heat and cook until it just begins to crisp, about five to seven minutes. Remove the skillet from the heat and transfer the bacon to a paper towel lined plate. Step three, stretch or roll the pizza dough onto a 12 inch disc and place it in the packaged baking sheet on the prepared baking sheet. Step four, crack the eggs into separate small prep bowls or ramekins. Step five, scatter the cheese over the dough followed by the bacon. Step six, Drizzle the cream evenly over top, then carefully slide the eggs onto the pizza an inch or two inside the egg, evenly distributed. Just crack them open and put them on top. It's kind of sunny side up. Step seven, season with salt and pepper. Step eight, transfer the baking sheet into the oven and bake until the crust is golden. The egg whites are set and the yolks are still a little squishy, roughly about 10 to 15 minutes. Step 9. Remove the pizza from the oven. Let it rest for 5 minutes, then sprinkle with the chives. Slice and serve, dudes. 
Lighten it up, dudes. Use a whole wheat pizza dough recipe or turkey or vegan bacon, low-fat cheese, or half and half instead of heavy cream. That's your pizza time for today, the breakfast pie. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Disgusting. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know, help me out here. Music, pants, quoting video games that don't have dialogues, Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck. But they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroid Octopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks, with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome.